Welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast, a podcast to encourage pastors and ministry leaders who are striving to make Jesus famous. Hey, y'all. It's Chuck Gordon, and I'm here with Gene Jennings with the Connect Hope Podcast. We're so thankful you're joining us today. And um, Gene, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> well, that's good. That's one person. That's a... <laughs> Man, I'm excited about today because we're actually talking about creating a staff culture. And I know that's huge for so many of us, uh, no matter where you work, whether it's in some business field or within church or ministry, and whether you're the lead dog um, or whether you're the one. <laughs> it's not the lead, the lead dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> of course you did. But anyway, um, but it's huge because it impacts all of us. And uh I wanted to kind of flip the mic on Gene and not really flip it because then it would sound funny, but it already sounds funny as it is. But I wanted to get Gene's input because of what I see and the culture uh, that I've observed uh, you being a part of. But I guess let's talk about, you know, right off, what are some of the the goofy situations or, or have there been situations that have kind of shown staff culture is not always easy? Um, I immediately, I, I think of, again, uh, there are some great people that I've worked with over the years, yeah. but sometimes the expectation level is a little different. I come in and I want to get the job done. I want to work with people. And have, I did have one staff that was extremely friendly, wonderful person, but every day they wanted to come in my office with a cup of coffee and, and their expressions, they would just sit down no matter what I was doing. I was on the phone and said, Chuck, let's chew the fat. <laughs> and and they would literally it would it could be a couple of hours if I didn't cut it off or have a meeting and and it's yeah. like that's awesome I want to build that relationship yeah. that's just on one side though I was thankful for relationship I How get about that you? completely you know that's why they have doors so I have to <laughs> shut my door sometime because I currently have a staff member and he knows who he is if he's listening to this <laughs> that'll come down the hall and just plop himself in the chair no matter what I'm doing and just want to chew the fat but um, so yeah but. Um, but, uh, but if I know I need to concentrate on something, I just shut the door. <laughs> <clears throat> no doubt. No doubt. I think we, we all have those. he just knocks and opens and comes yeah. right in. It's okay. And of course, you, you know, the over adage is if, if we can't think of a person that's that way, then we're likely that exactly. person. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're that annoying staff member that that's right. <laughs> nobody wants to say anything to. <laughs> well, what, uh, as you've gone through the, the process of, I know we've both been a part of different churches, different ministries. And um, what are some of the things that I guess right off that, that you've learned kind of want to get down to how do we create a, a healthy staff culture? Uh, but what are some of the things that, that you've learned over time or maybe you picked up or maybe that have forged some of where uh, you are right now with staff right. culture? Well, I would say the first thing is we develop that culture before they become staff. It's good. Uh, in True North, where I'm serving, where I've been for the last um, 16 years, uh, most of our staff hires have been from within. Okay. Uh, most of our staff started here as volunteers. They started well, they started as, as regular church members, okay. attenders, uh, developed into, you know, core volunteers. And then as we saw the need, as we had the need, and we saw their availability, their gifts and all that, uh, they, become, they became staff members. But they became staff members because they already knew our culture. Gotcha. And so I really love the fact that most of our staff are already invested here. Their families mm -hmm. here. Um, we have very few staff members that came from the outside. Uh, although certainly we have some of those and they've been good hires, 
but most of our staff were volunteers first. And so okay. they had adopted our culture and kind of knew us and we knew them before we ever, you know, put them on staff uh, part-time or full-time. Okay. Uh, so what, what I gather is speaking is one of the very few, if not one of the only to come from outside. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm kind of feeling you. a little bit, uh, uh, anyway, on the outside here, Gene, but that's okay. So, so well, if I, you... technically I was, I was an outsider <laughs> too, but I grew up here in this town. I knew half the people that were going to church here anyway. I'm, so I wasn't technically an insider, but I was, um, I was an outsider, but I kind of already knew so many of the people here. It was an easy fit for okay. me. Uh, so I was, yeah, I'm kind of like you. I came from another church before I came to True North. But it, may, it makes sense to hire from within if you can. God so provides. Yeah. And I know you don't want to just give the opportunity, the job to anybody. But if you see, I take it you're looking for specifics in that person. What is it What is it that, uh, as you've been here at True North, that you all have been looking for when you think about, okay, this person is in our scopes. What about them makes them be a potential uh, for that role or right. a role? Um, you know, obviously you're looking for character, you're looking for calling, you're looking for chemistry, uh, those kind of things, competency, of okay. course. Uh, but I would say of all those things, chemistry is really the one that's like, is this somebody I want to okay. spend time with? Is this somebody I want to be at the office with every day? Is this somebody I want to uh, tackle a task or a big event with? Okay. Is this somebody I want to spend time with? Do I enjoy their company? Do I enjoy you know, do they do they fit in not just with me personally, but do they fit in with our group, with our team? Um, so it's really a it's really chemistry. Um, like I said earlier, they already kind of have adopted our culture, and so that allows them to mm. to blend with us better. And that chemistry happens because they've they've adopted our culture. Okay, does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does, and I I feel like there are some probably that are listening, uh, the one that's joined us. But anyway, <laughs> there's some that are listening that might not have that privilege. They've adopted a culture. Maybe if you're a leader and you've stepped in a role and you've just inherited whoever you have right. and they could be all from the outside. I know that that's a totally different dynamic, but at the same time, I believe if you have a goal of where you're going to take everybody that can change things. One of the things I've noticed at true North is there is an incredible staff culture. And I know hiring from within, within has definitely helped that, but what are some, I know there is something that happens here when you come on, you're basically expected to embrace some core values and, and yep. everybody goes by those core values. And, um, and I'd love to get your, your feedback on that. And, and because I believe whether you've inherited uh, a staff group or whether uh, you have the opportunity to hire from within, these apply either way. Yeah. So several years ago, we sat down and we developed our lead, st uh, lead team, uh, or excuse me, lead staff. We sat down and we developed six staff cultural values. Um, and uh, we introduced that to our staff, you know, as soon as they join the staff, you know, we have like a little packet of information that we give them. <laughs> And one of the th things that we do for them is we give them a, a little picture frame. I think it's like a five by seven and it's got uh, six emojis and each one of those emojis stand for something. Um, and the first one is pursuing wholeness. We want all of our staff members to pursue wholeness. That means, you know, spiritually, emotionally, physically, you know, we want them to, to go to the gym. We want them to work out, we want them to stay healthy, to be healthy, to eat healthy. So we, you know, we want to pursue wholeness in that way. Uh, we want them to be emotionally whole and, and help them along that journey as well. And obviously we want them to be spiritually whole. So we yeah. talk about, you know, pursuing wholeness together and 
and championing championing that and okay. encouraging that, I guess maybe is a better way to say that. Um, the second value, and these are in no particular order, by the way, but the second one is turn up the fun. Okay. We like to have fun. As you know, you're one of the jokesters on our oh, staff. Stop it. <laughs> so, you know, whatever we do, we want to have fun doing it. We're lifting up the name of Jesus together. You know, we're doing this for the kingdom. Uh, and we, so we just make it fun. We have fun as much as possible. We're going to have fun. Not every situation, as you know, in ministry is fun, but, um, <laughs> no. but we do like to have fun together. Um, you know, we do, we have, um, we use Slack, the app Slack to communicate with, with, uh, with each other. And, you know, sometimes we have fun on Slack via text, group text. Sometimes we just, we just have fun laughing in staff meetings. Uh, we have fun as we do it together. We just want to have fun as we, as we minister together. So that's a value for us. Um, the third value is rowing together. And that is um, whenever uh, we have a big event or sometimes even a small event, yeah. we all kind of uh, jump in and help out as much as possible. A uh, good example is, you know, the true, true kids, our children's ministry, mm -hmm. when they're doing something, it's kind of a big family event. You know, a lot of us are going to be there, whether we're involved in kids ministry or not, we're going to be there just to help. Uh, we have a lot of big events that involve all staff. And in fact, there's a few events that we require all staff to attend. But a lot of times uh, we got staff involved in ministries that yep. really aren't technically their responsibility, but they want to be a part of it. Um, and then occasionally we have kind of impromptu tasks that need to be done. And we'll just kind of throw out a, a text or Slack message. Hey, we need help doing this. And, you know, we just kind of drop what we're doing. Everybody come together. And so we rode together and that's a value um, that we've seen work around here is we, we just see ourselves as a team. Everybody has a part and everybody takes part. I've, not, I've noticed that with uh, a lot of the uh, events and ministry elements that have happened, just that uh, there's not a lot of begging. There isn't any begging. It's just, guys, here we go. Uh, here's what's happening and people show up. And yeah. then, then when it's over, staff are hanging around to break down and though they're volunteers that are a part of it, uh, I, I love seeing the cohesiveness of the staff that yeah. uh, you can tell they, they authentically want to be with each other and they are rowing together. It's, yeah. it's not just like, okay, this is my job. I'm out of here. Um, well, I think you've said that. But no, I don't <laughs> say so. but I, yeah. lo I love seeing that, that component. That's huge. And let me say, because I was talking to someone recently <clears throat> at another church and at their church, they require staff to be pretty much every event. Um, and while, like I said earlier, there's a few events that we would require, we say all hands on deck. Um, at that the particular person I was talking to last week, it was a burden to that staff. Yeah, they sure. they didn't like that they had to be there all the yeah. time. Um, and I will say their chemistry wasn't didn't sound like it was a healthy staff. Um, so when I say that we all pitch in together and do things together, um, it's not so much that we have to, yeah. we want to. There's no. a big difference. Huge, huge difference. Yeah. And I, I definitely, I, I see that as uh, something that's very authentic, uh, what's happening here. And right. again, I know everything's not perfect, but that's um, that's wonderful to see here. Right, right. So um, back to the culture, our staff oh, culture fine. values. I'm sorry, rabbit trail. No, anyway. no, you're, you're good. <laughs> um, the next one, which would be the, the fourth one, is fight mediocrity. Um, we actually use a boxing glove to symbolize that on our cultural values. So y'all get um, violent, huh? Uh, yeah, we do. Well, um, anyway, uh, fight mediocrity. But let me tell you how we got to fight mediocrity. Why is that a value? One of the values that we wanted to 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 communicate was it kind of started off as pursue excellence. And we thought, you know, one, that's kind of a tired 
yeah. saying. And number two, it's not always excellent. And sometimes yeah. we know it won't be excellent. And so we decided instead of saying we're going to try to be excellent at everything, let's just fight mediocrity. Let's just don't be Very mediocre cool. at things. Let's try to do whatever we do. Let's do it better. Do it a notch above what we did last time, a little bit better than than last year. So fighting mediocrity is a little bit different than pursuing excellence. Okay. Because honestly, I guess you'll never reach excellence. And it's okay to pursue excellence. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Um, but we're just saying, let's just fight. Let's just don't get into a rut. Uh, you know, A.W. Tozier, he said, you know, you get into the rut, and then you get into a rut, and then you rot. You know? <laughs> so we don't want to get into a rut and rot. We want to fight mediocrity yep. and do things better or different than we have before. That's good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Yeah. The, uh, the fifth value is what we call it make it happen. And that is, it's kind of related to row together a little bit, but make it happen is just, we might have a crazy brainstorming session and, you know, somebody throws out what might seem like a pretty crazy or out of the box idea. And, you know, we might just say, we'll look around the room and go, you know, let's make it happen. Yeah. And, and we, and we do. Um, sometimes those are expensive things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's just being out of the box and doesn't cost a penny, yeah. but it's just the idea that we're going to try to make it happen. If we, if we just like the Lord's leading us to do something, we feel like this is something that would, you know, reach the next generation or reach a, uh, a certain people group or whatever, whatever our mission is, yeah. we want to try to make it happen. And uh, that's become a pretty, pretty tight value around here is just making yeah. it happen. Um, you never know what might come out of a creative meeting or a leadership yeah. meeting around here. And sometimes um, we'll walk down the hall and go, hey, um, ask so-and-so if they can pull this off or they know anybody that does this. And before you know it, you know, things start clicking and it happens. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I, I loved recently uh, there at True North, there was a spontaneous baptism yeah. uh, that occurred. And uh, I love just seeing how the team came together and even even with that, uh, it was talked through of here's what's going to happen. But as the team talked it through, they were finding little gaps and holes of what about this? What about this? And so each team member had ownership with it. Mm-hmm. And, and whether it's, you know, somebody uh, picking up trash or setting up tables or whatever else, everybody was, was owning it going, well, why don't we do this and make it even smoother? And I love the element of, of again, how everybody was going to do their part. And everybody's like, well, I'll take care of this. I'll take care of this. And yeah. just, Again, coming together, and and from the initial conversation, again, it sounded really good. But we saw those gaps, and and it was awesome to hear how everybody wanted to own it because and they wanted to make it happen and make it happen incredible. Yeah, we sure uh, did. So, it, it surely happened. That was a great, a great day. No doubt, yeah, no yeah. doubt. I think it was almost right at 50, 50, 50, 50 people. Man, twenty sweet uh, twenty three scheduled baptisms, twenty seven spontaneous responding to the message that day. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. And, uh, and you weren't even baptized that. That day, were you? <laughs> no, I was ba- that was the last time. I was baptized okay. our last baptism service. I heard uh, no. 2K Zach got baptized a couple of times because he was baptizing yes. people when the water splashed up all over him. But anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's. <laughs> um, you want me to hit the last value? Go for so it, So the man. last value is celebrate gold medal moments. And what we do, and this is typically in our monthly all staff meetings, we will take some time where one staff member will celebrate the task of another uh, uh, staff member. And we actually had these little gold medals that we were you know, cheap little gold medals, but they mean a lot, you know, yeah. they're, they're cheap, but they're, they're fun. And uh, we'll actually uh, present, we'll tell the staff, you know, why this particular person has earned a gold medal. 
and then we'll have a little ceremony. We'll go over and just kind of drape the gold medal around their neck and, and clap and yell. And typically you earn a gold medal around here, not for doing something that's on your job description, yep. but going above and beyond. For doing something that maybe wasn't your responsibility or doing something that was a very difficult task. Um, for um, just kind of going outside of your normal uh, responsibilities and doing something that was meaningful to that person or that staff person or that church member or, you know, whoever, whatever circumstance or whoever received the blessing. And so the, the celebrating gold medal moments is a fun time we have on a monthly meeting, monthly all staff meeting is just celebrating our staff and, and just the things they do to go above and beyond to expand the kingdom. It's awesome. I, I, in the, the few times I've, or as, as I've seen it happen, it's incredible just to see how the staff value each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes back to that whole element of chemistry that you were talking about. And, and I believe that can be a, a huge part of having a culture that's worth uh, being a part of that you want to be a part of is the fact that I, I see these staff valuing each other and it's very authentic. Yeah. Um, and that, that means the world. Yeah. So it's fun. I lo- we love gold medal moments right here. <laughs> Well, I, well, with that, again, I see, I see uh, you know, huge, and, and I know we've got a lot more to talk about, and maybe we need to come back and talk about those that are having inherited as staff mm-hmm. in the future, mm-hmm. uh, just because, again, I know that's a totally different dynamic, but at the yeah. same time, I know they can get to where that staff wants to be together. Uh, and, and maybe it is that element of having the right people on the bus. Uh, maybe some seats need to be changed, uh, but yeah. we'll see again, future time. Yeah. Well, man, we're so thankful you joined us for the connect hope podcast. We hope you have one amazing day. Anything else you got, Gene? No, sir. Go out and bless them. You got it. Hasta la vista. Thanks for listening today. If today's podcast hit home with you, we hope you'll share it with other ministry leaders. If there's any way we can be here for you, please contact us at connecthope.org. Until next time, let's make Jesus famous.